This is the Visual Developers Podcast with your hosts, Lacey Kessler, Matt Varghese, and Ben Parker. Interviews, no-code reviews, tutorials, and more, we're here to talk about all things no-code. Hey everybody, Ben here with Visual Dev FM, back with another episode, and I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, Lacey and Matt. Heyo. Heyo. <laughs> Whatever. Lacey, Lacey we, have, we have guests today. We can't bicker. <laughs> I know you need to babe. I'll call your mother. <laughs> All right, whatever. It's like it's like uh, mom and dad are in the car today, and so like you have to like be good, you know. <laughs> um, it's wonderful. No, uh, so if you're listening, welcome. We're so excited to have you. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit different uh, because this is the start of our two episodes a week. We're rolling them out: interviews and no code roundups. And we're so excited this week to have with us uh, Nick and Hannah from Square Kicker, and we talked about Square Kicker in a previous episode, and it's just such a, a really great tool. Uh, it's it's a tool that's built to work on top of Squarespace. So for those folks who are building uh, Squarespace sites and, and building with Squarespace, it really takes your sites to the next level. It gives you all of this power. I mean, some of the features, it gives you these fine-tuned controls for the Squarespace blocks. You know, and they, they, they have uh, a lot of pieces for, you know, like text, images, sections, all those other things, but they also have what they call presets, which are, think of them as components, um, which is really awesome. Uh, you know, tools for you to build in sticky uh, sections and uh, light boxes. It's horizontal scrolling. It's beautiful. Like, it really is the power that it gives you. And their annual plans start as low as $12 a month, go all the way up to about $69 a month. Um, and just when we talked about it on the podcast not, not long ago, we talked about uh, how much we loved it and the kind of the power it gives people. And so... Well, today we're excited to talk a little Squarespace and to talk to Nick and Hannah. So, Nick and Hannah, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we're glad you're here. Well, let's dive in. We want to learn a little bit about you. Like, I, I know that you both were creating for the web uh, as web developers before you created this tool. Uh, you know, tell us about your background. How did you get into tech? Yeah, well, that, that kind of starts with a little bit with me. I've kind of dragged Hannah into this crazy idea. Um, <laughs> but personally for me, I mean, I can think as, as early as kind of like 10, 11, 12 years old, I kind of was playing video games and playing a lot of different things. I thought, man, I, I want to make video games for a living. That sounds awesome. Like, I like computers. I'll get into it. And I really wanted a job someday to go work at DreamWorks and, and make games and, and make movies and that kind of stuff. And so I went to Barnes & Noble. I'm not even sure if Barnes & Noble is a thing anymore, but I went to Barnes & Noble and picked up a programming book. I thought, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to program and learn how to code and took a look at it. I thought, nope, not, 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 not what I imagined, not the glamour job I expected. So put that to bed <laughs> and kind of thought, I don't want to be stuck in a cave coding anyways. So I want to be out talking with people. So I got into youth work personally. So I spent most of my career, my life in youth work. And during that time, you're always trying to engage young people to figure out how to engage them. So I got into graphic design to make flyers and posters and logos and making videos and um, making websites and interactive things online. So I kind of started self-taught the way through that. Um, and then pretty soon, I, I just kind of got more and more into these ideas, but always felt that I was limited with the tools I had to create the things I wanted to. And so a friend of mine who was a web developer just said, look, you're wasting your time trying to handle all these no-code tools. Just learn how to code and, and give up trying to bet you that barrier. You're always going to be beating your head against the wall with something. 
So I said, oh, yeah, fine, fair enough. And so I signed up to Code Academy, I think it was, and smashed out a couple HTML, CSS, JavaScript courses. And, and I was away, and I thought, oh, okay, I'll make a few websites now. And so I started asking some friends and family to make some websites. And then before I knew it, I had a pretty decent portfolio. So I thought, oh, okay, I could probably do this. And so I just kind of resigned from my youth work job that I've been doing for 15 or 16 years and started making websites for a living. And that kind of launched me into the tech world. Um, and I guess, you know, I guess the rest is history as far as how that led into Square Gigger next. Yeah, and my story is completely different. I'm a fashion designer by trade. Um, so Square Kicker is my first foray into the, the web design world. Um, Nick kind of came downstairs one day and uh, he was like, I, th I think this is going to be a thing. And so I was like, okay, like, here we go. We need to get on this. So anything kind of non-technical lands on my desk. I, I tend to do all of the behind-the-scenes paperwork stuff. So kind of in the tech, but but not really. She opens up the code inspector areas on websites now. I can look at the code and see if it's using Square Kicker or actually can see where certain light boxes are in div. So she's come a long way. Huge steps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love that. I love it. I love it so much. So how did you find – so you – I mean, you, you were in the no-code no world. You started coding, and then you kind of came back to building for other no-coders – how, how, first of all, I guess we, we talked a little bit about how you found no code, but what, like what led to building this tool specifically? Like, what was it about Squarespace that you were like, Hey, we've, we've got to do this. And, and, uh, I'm just, I'm just kind of curious how, how that came about. Yeah. Well, like a lot of web designers, probably back in the day, um, uh, you try everything, right? So you try Wix, WordPress. Um, I didn't even know Webflow was around at the time. I think even it was probably just early days, Squarespace, Dreamweaver, anything I get my hands on because I'm just getting dirty into everything. Um, and everything just seemed to really um, weigh me down as far as what I wasn't able to do and what could could not do. I mean, Dreamweaver, I thought, yep, this is it. This is the full power of code. This Adobe product and the power of design. And it just failed, in my opinion, because I couldn't figure out how to get the things I want. It was quite clunky. The code was unreadable, so I couldn't even change it. So I thought, I'm out of here. I dabbled a lot in WordPress and thought, yep, this is the one. I don't have to learn how to code anymore. I can just dive into plugins. And then when things break, you're like, oh, no, why is it broken? So I have to hire third-party developers who could write things for me to fix stuff. And I thought, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to be admin tech support. So I found Squarespace and I thought, oh, I don't need to spin up a server. I don't need to worry about updates and, and backend code. I can just design. And if I want to tweak, customize, do whatever I want, I got to the point where I could basically set, it up, set myself up with a challenge. I could nearly design any website I wanted to on Squarespace if I knew how to code it. So I just kept learning faster and faster and faster on Squarespace. And it became such a niche thing for me because once you get intimate with the code, I mean, like, seriously intimate to the point where the admin code is different from the front-end code. You, you could probably write – I could probably write it by hand at, at this stage. Um, whereas I'm writing the same code over and over and over and over again that, oh, this is actually becoming faster and faster for me to use um, to the point where I started saving those buckets of technical challenges that I figured out and reuse them on my next project. So I just ditched everything and just knuckled down on Squarespace, and I was able to produce websites like a quarter the speed. Um, so I, I slowly got rid of all my WordPress sites and other various things I was working on. And then I started hearing from other designers who are web designers in the Squarespace world saying, oh, we design on Squarespace too, but a client wants this scrolly thing or this crazy menu that we can't do. Can you, can you help us out? So sure enough, I'd code something up and sell it on. And then I go, I'm sure that, this code will work on every website on Squarespace. Why am I restricting myself to 
just my local market. And so I started toying with the idea of giving people the options because it's not that hard when you know how to code to, to actually code something. The really hard part is when you're making for a client is how do you hand off that website? How do you hand off those technical challenges and then somehow try to teach your client how to change the CSS if they wanted to, or how do you update something with the content? So always trying to think about ways to give a website to a client that didn't have any technical challenges. So if I created this crazy slideshow with, with dips and dives and scrolling animation, all I would say is if you want this here, just add a tag to this section and boof, everything will happen. It's like, that's easy. I could do that. So that was kind of where I was thinking. And then I thought, okay, well, I'm sure there must be other people thinking this, right? So let's go have a look. And there was a whole bunch of people on the market writing code and putting it places. And then I started to think about, okay, this is great, but these designs are terrible. Like, obviously this was written by a coder because not a designer. And so I thought, how, how can we actually pull design into these, these complex things? Not just technical, <laughs> just, but beautiful designs. And you guys are laughing because you, maybe you've seen this before. Maybe there's a stereotype. It's so going true. On. I don't know. It's yeah. so true. Yeah, like this looks this this looks terrible, but I guess it works functionally. But we'll we'll roll with it. And so I started kind of thinking about how do you give a designer the power because they're the ones who you want to be making the websites, not the coder. And that's always this friction all the time with design code and how do you get them to talk because they're obviously left and right brain and it's quite a challenging task. So how do you give a designer the same power as a coder? And that's kind of where this started going. So we actually created code snippets to start off with. Like, we'll just have all this crazy code, and they have to remember three words. Oh, and then three words plus a left. Oh, three words plus, plus a color. Three words. It just got really complex. We ditched that idea. And then we just kept thinking further and further down. If only we had, like, a visual rest. I didn't even know what we were looking for. What, what was it called? Apparently, it was called no code. I had no idea at the time. But we were looking for a way to visually abstract all the things in code in a UI. And when they clicked on a button, it created a value, which created the code and essentially wrote the same code that we would as a developer, but we got the design or the power to, to create it. And that injected the same code that we as a developer would have wrote for Squarespace, but instead gave the designer that power. And so I guess me and another guy named Rowan, um, we're working together on the same project and we're back and forth. Um, and actually this all kind of came down during lockdown and all of our jobs went quiet. Uh, New Zealand went into like a quarantine for two or three months, was it? Yeah. And we just, we know we couldn't go anywhere. We could only we go to is get food in the doctor's office if you're lucky. And then, and that was it. So we thought, let's not waste this time. Let's just go full steam at this idea. And about a month into it, after like Zoom calls galore, we just I think had, it was about a week to be honest. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, we didn't I sleep. I was like homeschooling the kids downstairs and I hear Nick and Rowan chatting and they were getting more and more excited. And then mm. Nick comes downstairs and he's like, this is going to work. This is this is it. We've cracked the problem. Yeah. So we had a perfect concept. Again, it was hideous, but we just needed something so awesome. to work with. We didn't have a lot of time to design. We're just iterating. So we just threw something in there and, and, and run overnight. Actually, it was a long week. And he's like, no, I've got an idea. And he went rogue, he said, because he didn't approve any hours. He's like, I just got this idea and spent all weekend in his hammock coding away a storm. He says, Nick, I've got something to show you. I'll just, let's just see if this is a thing. And it just made my mind just open up. Like, if we can actually create a UI inside of Squarespace that allows you to write anything, then we, then there's no limit to what we can create. And we just doubled down and thought that's, we have, we have to go for it. And so we, um, yeah, just, just took out a second mortgage and expanded some people in our team and just went nuts. Wow. I love that. I love that, that level Wait. of conviction. Yeah, go for it. Wait, you took out, you took out a second mortgage <laughs> to do this. Is that, are you thrilled? 
we believed in it that much. We're like, nah, we had some equity in our house. And we thought, you know what? What's this good for? We, we could, we, we're young. We got lots of time to recover. I love that. Um, let's just go into it. It's so great. I love yeah, that. That's I, wonderful. I asked that because, so when I first found out about no code, I was in software engineering and I told my husband I didn't want to code anymore. And he was like, uh, sister friend, we've got a problem because <laughs> like, you know, you're for working and, and all sorts of stuff. So we rented out our front house and moved into our like tiny, tiny guest house. It shouldn't even be called a guest house. It was just like a bedroom and a toilet, you know, but <laughs> because we believed in it that much, so it could give us the flexibility for me mm. to go it all in on no code. So like, Oh, I just love you guys even more. That's <laughs> awesome. Aww, thanks. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I eh? once, once you know, you've got, got a good idea and we're like, we're, we're pretty sure this was a problem that was going to be solved for a lot of people. And, um, and it was fun. Right. You know? We thought, give it a shot. Right. What, you know, what's it, what's it going to hurt? So we kind of thought, Oh, we'll give it a year and give it a crack and, and see where it goes. It's been a, it's been more than a full year, right? Yeah. We're about, uh, maybe about coming up to the two year mark on that first kind of wow. first weekend of us going, yeah, let's, let's give it a go. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. From, from idea. Oh, go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to ask about like, so how, how do you, how do you, how did you market it from the beginning? Because like I come from the Squarespace world and literally, I don't know if you know of them. It's a, it's a site called like Square Studio or something like that. Like back in the day, I would just go buy like plugins from there to do exactly what Square Square Kicker does today. And I wish I had Square Kicker back then when I was building for clients because such, it seems like such a much more maintainable and easier solution for clients. So like, how, but how did you market it to clients um, when you first got started? Like, how did you find them? You know, I, I actually know the same website as well, because I've, I've visited a lot of those plugin places. Once I heard about it, yeah. like, well, people actually write code and sell it. That's interesting. Yeah. And it was interesting because yeah. I think there would be a button that if you hover over a button, it swipes from left to right. And that's five bucks. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, but this one over here, <laughs> if you buy this one for $5, it goes from right to left. I'm like, Hold on a second. Like, that's the same code. Like, when well, you're yeah. selling them all individually. So I started looking at some and actually was looking at writing a like a light box thing where you clicked on a video and it opened up. And it was, it was taking me a while to kind of create. And I was like, ah, I'll just buy it. That will get me someplace, right? And so I put it into a website and carried on. And then Squarespace changed something or whatever. It just broke. And I think something in their, their hosted file they stopped paying for. And it just went down. I was like, oh, no. I got three websites using this. And I emailed customer support and didn't hear anything back. And I was like, fine, I'll fix it. And so I just went into like three or four websites and fixed them up. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. Like that was a terrible experience. Um, but I guess during that process, we've been in the Squarespace game for quite a while in the forums and the Squarespace things. And once we started having this idea, like I've just been, tr I probably had the idea for a good year before we had a chance to really work on it properly. Um, and by this stage, I had bucket lists of all the things we could create that everyone was asking for. And so when we went kind of like getting it ready for an MVP, we just kind of reached out to a bunch of people that we saw, Hey, like we can't do this yet, but if you follow us, we'll let you know soon when this thing is live that you can do it without code. So I think we launched five months into building this project with about a hundred people on our beta like list that signed up and wanted to check it out. So really quickly, a lot of more designers who were hungry. So we're like, oh, okay, this, this is a thing that not just we want, but it's a problem to be solved. And I think really quickly from the forums and the groups that we we're in, we got a huge audience, people looking to see what we were doing and really terrifying actually when people from Squarespace sign up to those beta users were like, <laughs> people from Squarespace are checking this out too. Like 
that's we better we better have our A game now. Like let's let's go. But the early, early days of marketing was just, like Nick said, literally just stalking people on Facebook forums I love and circles that. and being like, hey, we can fix your problem. Come check us out. Um, you know, and it <laughs> felt, felt a little bit awkward kind of being like, oh, look at us. Um, but, but, you know, I think people were really responsive to it once we got those first users on board and they were starting to write blogs about it, and which was just mind-blowing to us that mm. people would love it enough that they would want to share it with other people. Um, and from yeah. there, we've found it has grown quite organically. People are just really excited to share it yeah. truth be told That's we amazing. actually got kicked I out love of that so much. groups as well that square studio we're running <laughs> yeah. we were their competition oh wow and the next thing you know we got oh we're real sorry we we didn't mean to we were just trying to tell people about the problem and we could fix it right but and then so people would jump in uh, i can fix it with this code plug and you could buy my code plug and oh square kicker fixes it no you guys are out like oh what so it just that we, we got invited back in and then we kicked out again like okay fine that's we're it, constantly that's how you know you're on to something being like writing all over the internet <laughs> like square kicker will fix all your problems <laughs> that's right you should just just have a bunch of like uh, alternative accounts or whatever it's just you know nick oh, with like burgers. a full beard yeah exactly or something like oh of course <laughs> of course of course <laughs> I love, I love it. So, uh, I, I, I mean, you bring up a, I mean, talking about about this makes me think about how much it, how much of an impact it brings to people who are making for the web, right? Because uh, Nick, one of the things you brought up is like, what's the difference even between Squarespace and a tool like Webflow? Um, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on on what you see as differences for people who are looking to like maybe people listen to the podcast or trying to get their their feet in the water, they're, they're wanting to get started, you know, building, being developers. I mean, what do you see as the key differences between a tool like Webflow and something like Squarespace? You don't need a university. Um, <laughs> sorry, low blow Webflow. No, um, I think probably our main difference is... <laughs> our, our main difference I, is... I won't who? respond here. <laughs> Are you rolling your eyes? I can't see from here. Sorry, sorry, Lisa. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I think the main difference is probably who, who we're looking to serve. So we're really looking to serve those designers that don't have the technical ability. Um, you know, with something like Webflow, you still need to understand those basic web principles. Um, you know, they sit more on Nick's side of the desk than my side. Um, and, and with Square Kicker, we wanted to be able to give designers the ability to create all of those things with kind of the power of a developer behind them. Um, so I'd say that's that's kind of the main difference is really where we're targeting the product. Yeah, I mean, when I when I started hearing about Webflow, I didn't really know what they were apart from another Squarespace designer said, oh, I'm starting to use Webflow, you should check it out. I'm like, I'm too busy even thinking about trying something else, but I'll, I'll look into it. But then once we started Square Kicker, I started looking at other things. Oh, look at that Webflow. What, how do they do stuff? And that kind of got me really interested and, and fascinated. So I, I started trying it out. I opened up a, you know, a free template and I started going through it and I was like, I don't know what is happening. Like obviously the learning curve is, is quite high. And I think it's been described before as like, you know, the, the, the Adobe products versus like Canva, like you can do way more powerful things, but um, at, at a cost because it takes maybe longer or the, the learning curve is higher. But once you get into that um, area, then the sky's the limit. You can, you can literally do anything. Um, so even as someone who, um, who knows like, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, um, what is the difference between absolute and relative positioning? What's the difference between a padding and a margin? Like all those things. Um, I was even finding it difficult to figure out 
to do what I wanted it to actually do. Um, and so I, I jumped in and thought, well, if I, if I really invested my time and spent 13 hours of the, you know, Webflow University, I could see a huge appeal with this. Um, but the great thing about Squarespace, in fact, a lot of Squarespace designers have come in back into Square Kicker. They said, oh, I've been, I've been frustrated with Squarespace because I can't do the things I want to do. So I've jumped out into Webflow and, and obviously it's just, it's a lot slower, but I can do the things I finally want to do. And now I'm able to come back to Squarespace because I don't have to um, be restricted anymore with the things I can't do. So um, I guess, whereas those really high level abstract CSS, HTML, JavaScript principles apply, you still have to know quite a bit about how to make a website, responsive design, et cetera, to use Webflow, whereas Squarespace, you, you don't have to really know anything. You, you point and click and make something. But if you want to go to that next level, we've actually changed the language to make it really simple. So you don't have to have any to, like complicated courses or really heavy instructions or documentation. We even changed the padding and margin, depending what the user wants, to a word called spacing. Because we think, well, that's what people want. They want to change the spacing. They don't care about the padding of the margin. Um, if you want to make a horizontal scroll feature, like I think I've watched the 20-minute tutorial on how to do it at Webflow because you, you get the height times three times how many sections, and you change it to fix and sticky and relative and then timing. And you literally open up Square Kicker. You click on a section. You click on sticky or horizontal scrolling. How many sections do I want? Three, you're done, Like, and it just works. So I guess those high-level performing features are going to get you to the same place that you want it to get to, um, but a whole lot faster with, with just as much power. The, the downtime is it takes us longer to make those tools because they're like a kit set of Lego that you have all the moving parts compared to a bucket of Lego where you can build anything you want um, with no restrictions. So, yeah, that's probably the main difference, I would say. It does mean that, like, obviously with something like Webflow, since we're comparing the two, <laughs> you know, our, we make some assumptions with our tools. So we say we think someone is going to want to use horizontal scrolling in this certain way. And so we make some assumptions and we build it towards that. And obviously you've got that that bigger set of control with something like Webflow. Um, so what we've kind of done is tried to make some of those assumptions so that the entry level for people to be able to use that tool is really, really minimal. And one of the, the um, kind of core values of our team is um, that our differences make us stronger. So we've got like me who sits on the full fashion design side of the fence all the way down to our dev guys and, and we sit around and every time we create a new tool we pull out the whiteboard and we go okay if we had a button here how would you interact with that how would I interact with that what assumptions would we bring to the table um, and I think that's one of the things that's been really amazing with Square Kicker is we've been able to make something that um, someone that can code can use and it can speed up their workflow, but also someone that has no understanding of code can come in and they can grasp those concepts and onboard themselves quite quickly into the tool. Mm. Yeah, one of the main reasons people come to Squarespace is that there is limited options. It's really easy. You don't. It's not complicated. It's actually hard to make an ugly Squarespace website. Funny enough, now with Square Kicker, it's actually it's possible. So uh, you can make some hideous things without trying. Making Squarespace ugly again. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we've actually tried to jump into try to interpret what they're going to say. But the easy part is the code part. Like if we just gave them a list of every single thing you can do with CSS there would be this huge abstraction that probably most people would never use. So we trim it down to thinking what's the most things that people are going to want to do. And we, we make websites, so we know what they are. And we try to add value there as opposed to giving them everything. So they may not want to have a polka dot top border and a pink double-edged border and a shadow on the right, but not. I mean, there's some things they're not going to want to do. So how do we give them the things that most most people are going to want to do? And we, I think we cover most of those bases. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, I think there's a big difference, like, between, you know, some of the tools, like, especially, like, like you mentioned, I, I do think, like, for a lot of folks who just want to get something stood up quickly, like, the, I mean, Squarespace is a great tool. So, I mean, when we talk about visual development or no code democratizing the web. I think it's awesome to continue to give people more tools to create, uh, to, to, to create better sites. And so it's fun seeing what you all have built. Um, so what, what did you learn from building square kicker? Like, like for me, I know anytime I build something, I learned just as much from the failures or the sticking points as much as, you know, all the successes too. So like what came out of building this tool? Like, they gave you that those aha moments where you were just like, oh, we we didn't expect to to learn this or to run into this. Uh, just curious, like as someone who's building a tool, what can people listening learn from from what you all learned? I think the first thing we learned is that there was a huge hunger. I think we thought there was just a few designers out there who'd who'd want to do this, and maybe most of them wouldn't be Squarespace users. Um, but there was so many people that we actually ran into kind of a server that just got overloaded really quickly because we weren't we weren't prepared already. So we had to double down, rewrite our code, take a whole sprint or two to make it more efficient, ten times our speed, and then back out again. So that was that's been a really interesting learning curve. We just didn't expect it to take off so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so many people actually are, are using this thing. I think like 10, 10 to twenty percent kind of growth on users, and it and it just continues to to grow at a rapid pace. So that's been really fun and exciting. Um, yeah, use. and I, I think in that learning to be really kind of fluid with our development and, and with what we kind of come prepared to do each day, like Nick said, you know, you can come in and there's a user that's that's pumped Square Kicker onto 200 pages and all of a sudden things are falling apart. And, and so we take we take a day or two and, and put the pieces back together. And in that, you know, allowing ourselves to take the time to make the product better in those moments and to go, okay, how are people using it now? What can we improve on? And I think kind of keeping that fluidity in our in our team and in our workflow has helped us to kind of put layers upon layers of the product and, and just continue to make it better. Yeah. And then as much as we work with other web designers, so we often have a team meeting. I think there's there's about seven of us um, at the moment, and we all kind of get together, and we're like, all right, cool. So what? how should we make this tool? And so we kind of whiteboard out how it's going to work, and we really quickly realize that, ah, oh, not everyone thinks the same way as we do. So we're actually realizing that people who design websites differently, and people want different things in websites. So it's trying to account for all those use cases, not just the ones that I would personally use or how I would personally want it. So... Like, you know, I would choose to go into this area of the, the menu first before into the next one. And no, no, I would choose to go to, you know, the the spacing before I got into the borders or so, something like that. So it ends up thinking everyone thinks so radically different. And what we end up resolving to is just well, what does Squarespace do? Let's try to go down that track because that's our users. They're already used to that same method. So we try to match our menu and our systems similar so people aren't getting lost with such a huge contrast, it's so different from where are they are they already currently at. And I think one of the big things, kind of in both of those those problems that we've kind of touched on, is is talking to our users and being really interactive with them. So we've tried to go right. over and above with our customer support. We put heaps of time into talking to people, and um, you know, whenever they suggest that a feature that they want to do, it's like, cool. Tell us how you want to use it. Tell us where you want to right. use it. You're missing. What are your clients after? Um, and that's been that's been hugely valuable to us, not only to kind of create a nice loop for us hearing hearing what's going on, but um, but also to improve the product. 
Yep. And we learned about I you guys. It. Didn't even know what no code was until we started. So and we're check you know, we're, we're hearing about all this new movement that's starting that we're part of. That's really that we didn't even know that existed. I I'm sorry you have you've had to listen to our podcast uh so much. <laughs> but we're grateful oh, no. that you've listened. I love it. Um speaking of like your your customers, one, I love the, the fact that you like this is it sounds like a very customer driven workflow. And so uh, I love that approach because like those are the people that that I mean, again, they're the, they're the ones paying for it at the end of the day. And so um, I love that they're the focus. Who who is using Square Kicker the most? Is this like a Squarespace like prosumer like that? Like, you know, I, I need a site for my own business and I want to take it to the next level. Are these agencies like what's the main audience here that you've seen? Yeah, we've got two main audiences. Um, so the first one would be that more DIY user. Um, so someone that's coming in, they're wanting to build a website for themselves, but they just want to push it a little past what, what Squarespace current, currently can do for them. Um, so that was a lot of our early adopters were in that group. And they're um, entrepreneurs, right? So they're, they're creative. They want to make their own website. So they're, they're trying to push the boundaries of what they could do with their website too. Yeah, lots of photographers and people that are wanting that little bit of extra creativity. Um, and then the second group, which which was a little slower to start off with and then now has just grown way beyond what we had imagined, is professional designers. Um, so people that are using Squarespace to build sites for their clients, you know, they've made their business on it. And now people are um, are adopting Square Kicker at a huge rate um, and they're, they're pushing that out onto all of their, their kind of clients' websites. Um, so that's been that's been a massive, massive growth group for us. And even even agencies have started to pick it up. So teams of three, four, five plus people are starting to adopt it as part of their their kind of tool stack, if you will. So now they're getting graphic designers in house to make websites for clients that are custom, but they don't need a developer's time to kit out some of these features. They can just get their graphic designer to do it, which is awesome. In fact, we're we're still making websites in the side because we're you know we're bootstrapping this business off the ground as much as we're loaning against our house. And our, so our graphic designer knows a little bit of code, having worked here, but she's less and less and less having to come back to us saying, oh, I need help with this code because we'll, we'll just give it to you in square kicker form, and then you can make the thing you want without having to kind of keep pulling more developers off. So that's been really encouraging for us mm-hmm. to see how that's helped our personal workflow as well as the stories we hear back from other people. Yeah, it's kind of wild for us to imagine that, that people are using this in their business every single day, but it's um, hugely encouraging. We love it. I think our, our real heartbeat is just to empower designers. You know, I often think about it as just like bottling up our development team and putting it on someone's desktop. Um, and that's a really awesome thing to be able to hand to those entrepreneurs that are making their own businesses, building websites for people and being able to empower them that way. It's very cool. I love that. I love that analogy. So have you heard from anyone at Squarespace about the tool? I mean, anytime you build on top of, you know, like you're, you're building tools on top of another tool, it's always, uh, uh, it's, it's always a fun relationship and a, and a line you have to walk. And so I'm just curious, like, what have you heard from the tool from, from, from like Squarespace themselves? And then like, what's the one thing that's come out of this that you just didn't expect? Yeah. Um, I mean, we actually reached out to Squarespace really early on. So we were maybe like, a month into kind of the concept of it and went, right, if we're going to build a tool based on 
on their platform, we need to make sure that we develop a good relationship. And um, so we kind of emailed out and, and someone was really generous to reach back and, and we had a, a, a great chat with a person on their team. I can't remember which department yeah, they were in now. Business development, something like that, partnership. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so we had a really great chat and just kind of was like, here's here's a little bit of what we're thinking. You know, is, is that something that you guys are going to build and we're just going to end up wasting our time you know it was it was a little tiptoe of like we don't want to tell you too much you don't want to tell us too much but just kind of felt that out and, and started developing that relationship and since then Squarespace has been really generous to put us on a lot of calls with a lot of the different team members um, and we've been able to kind of build that relationship there's no official partnership um, but Squarespace if you're listening we're here um, <laughs> but yeah just kind of keeping keeping that relationship really open and and really kind of trying to build a good foundation with them yeah I I'm always really encouraged when we have a, these chats with Squarespace because they're they're a large company. They have how many staff? Ten billion dollar valuation. Like they're they're definitely doing some cool things. Um, and we get some of their senior um, designers coming on, telling us like, "Look, you guys have done such a fantastic job, and um, you know, like the amount you've been able to help our users out, and you know, like I would I, I want some of these things as well." And so it was just really cool to kind of hear that positive feedback from them. Like it was quite surreal really um and so we've we've had to because we're so intimate with the their their website and their platform like when they change something like we know about it probably first than most people because the admin side is not where most people play with and that's where we're living all the time so if anything happens or changes within 15 minutes like that was there 10 minutes ago and now it's not or that's moved this is broken so because we're on a uh, a piece of software that those changes that break and that break that functionality. I think you mentioned on your your previous shout out to Square Kicker, mm -hmm. like for all the things that ought not be there. I think was the term that was used. Was um, that's fantastic. Um, what happens if it breaks functionality was one of the things. And so we're we're constantly trying to stay ahead of the game, um, working with Squarespace. What are they developing? Um, what's next for them? How are they doing stuff that we're not going to just they're going to replace what we're doing? So we're always 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 communicate with them what's happening, what we're going on. And, and they can't release everything, but they've been really helpful in kind of not coaching us, but just, you know, sharing as much as they can along the way. Um, so yeah, then yeah. if they do change a break or do something that we can actually quickly roll out a patch or a fix and it, that gets pushed out to everyone instantly. And most people, apart from us, you know, didn't even notice what happened um, in the process. I love to hear that you have that relationship with them. I mean, that's just really cool. And I hope for the folks listening, it just gives people more faith and, uh, and confidence in the tool that you're building. So like talking about all of this, like you, I mean, we start, I mean, you literally took a mortgage out on your home to like kind of get this thing started. You've, you've built this, this awesome company and this tool that people love. If like, let's change the scenario, like instead of taking a mortgage out on your house, if like a VC came to you and handed you a blank check, you know, tomorrow, what like what would you all build next? Like, do you have things that you're dreaming of that are still based around this, or is it your own tool? Would you still be focused on no code? I'm just I'm just curious after your journey, like wh like where your minds are uh, when you think about about building. Do you know a VC? Is that why this question is coming out? Is like, is there a connection happening? Here? <laughs> <laughs> and we welcome into the call. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, I I mean I think the easy answer would be would definitely still be a no code we love what that brings to users we love we love that we can be a part of empowering um, designers like we've talked about um, and and also it would definitely be square kicker you know we've got years worth of development plans for what we can bring to the tool and then also other pieces that we can put on it where um, 
you know, we, we have expanded our team pretty rapidly over the past couple of months. We're adding, adding quite a few people on. Um, yeah, that's going on the mortgage as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but so, so there's, there's a lot that we're building and, and, you know, without giving too much away, uh, We'll, we'll be continuing to work on Square Kicker as, as it is and adding a ton more new tools in there, but also um, kind of working to add another piece into the Square Kicker family. Yeah, I mean, I think I mentioned earlier that, I mean, if you can code and you're creative at coding, you can pretty much build any design on Squarespace that you want. And obviously with Square Kicker, that limits a designer for what tools we give them to build those things. And so I think we're probably 1% of the way through for the things that we have on our stack that we'd like to integrate someday. Um, so there is always that, and there will always be more to build because if you could build any website on the planet with Squarespace and Square Kicker, what would that take? And so I think there's a lot of runway to get there. And I think it's not actually that hard if you have more people and more time. So we're just, right. we're just, every time we get more customers, we're getting more people. So it's just that, that includes our space. Right. But some of the ambitious plans we kind of have in the near future is, I guess there's this gap right now, which I spoke to about, we have the, the DOI builder or the business owner who can't design and wants a better website, or that's a different than every other website and a designer who can build that website. And the, and the gap really is, well, this person over here has to hire X designer to make their website. And that's a, that's a community and a, that's an ecosystem, I guess, adding another layer in that ecosystem so that the designer can deliver those um, kind of skills and the abilities to the, the end user, which is the client really who has that website um, seamlessly and at scale. Cause right now there is a huge roadblock of how fast like me, a developer can write code, build a website. So how can we increase that scale? How can we increase that functionality? And um, so I think we're just kind of looking at increasing, adding to that ecosystem and that Squarespace community. So there's some really exciting things happening that I, I'm looking around, I don't think anyone is doing. So, you know, if you touch back in a year or so, we'll be able maybe to answer more of those mm -hmm. questions, but it's, it's, it's really exciting times ahead. We I love hearing that. And, and, and you know, I asked the question because and one of my favorite things to hear a lot is like, how are people dreaming? Like, where are they at? And then also welcome to Visual Dev FM, where we try to pull everybody's roadmap out yeah. into the public. We can't, we can't, so let, we can just, we, we can't let Square Studio know though about this roadmap. Yeah. There's, there's beef here. We got to protect it. Of course, of course. You know, it's one of those things where I think everybody we bring on, they're always like, oh, that's a good question. And we're not going to answer. And so, like, I get it. I get it. But we're always going to shoot our shot and we're going to try. Uh, and so, um, and we appreciate you all coming on and talking to us about Square Kicker. Uh, appreciate what you're bringing to the no-code community. And um, for folks listening, uh, link in the show notes, squarekicker.com. Go check it out. But, Nick, Hannah, where can people find you online? Yeah, we're um, across all the socials. You can find Square Kicker on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and if you want to chat to Nick or I personally, we're both on LinkedIn. So we'd love to love to talk to anyone that's interested. We'll, we'll put we'll put your LinkedIn profiles, links in the show notes for folks. If you want to go connect, say hi. If you're listening and you're a Squarespace user and you're like, hey, if you could add one thing, I've got a thing um, or, or, or what have you. Uh, uh, totally. want to go check this out. They, they I'm sure would love to connect. So uh, thank you so much, Nick and Hannah, for coming on the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're, we're, so, uh, we're so grateful to, to have you all uh, week in and week out and to talk about no code. So uh, uh, stick around early next week, another no code roundup. Uh, and we will be talking to you all very soon. See you later. Deuce. Deuce. Deuce.
Thanks for listening to visualdev.fm. You can find us on your favorite social media platform at visualdev.fm. 